When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Alone Together, a coronavirus podcast. The podcast that tells the stories of the amazing people who are doing their bit to keep our local communities going. We'll also be answering the pressing questions that you are asking about the coronavirus crisis. Hopefully, putting your minds at ease. I'm Matt Millard. And I'm Dan McLaughlin. Coming up on the podcast. Um, and they're all contactless deliveries, of course. You know, I put the stuff on the floor outside the house and knock on the door and run away, which has made people laugh because that kind of took us back to our school days, playing knock on the door, run away. Um, and, uh, and there's a lot of people have said to me, you know, over the next couple of weeks, I think we'll I think we'll be in touch and we'll um, we'll ask for your help. So it's, it's 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 a nice feeling, you know, that people are actually kind of saying nice things and and saying saying good things and. I've got quite a good feeling about it. At the minute, everyone's a bit depressed and a little bit down in the dumps. And, you know, I think we need to see a couple of things that, that make us all happy, really. Really, you know, spent a lot of time allaying people's fears as well. Um, I think there's a lot of hysteria around, um, as, as well as, you know, a lot of factual um, stuff. So it's just about uh, really trying to be pragmatic um, and, you know, uh, you know, remain composed. Um, because it is such an unprecedented time. Um, and so, really, we're just trying to do our best and, and hopefully, hopefully things will, will work out for the best. For many people this weekend, Mother's Day was a solitary experience. What is usually a time that brings families together, the coronavirus crisis has meant that many have had to spend their time apart. Did coronavirus impact your Mother's Day? Well, it certainly inf- impacted mine. Um, this is probably the first Mother's Day that I've not seen my mother. It was um, quite sad, actually. Uh, but we did do it through the medium of FaceTime. Yeah. It's funny because we were doing this sort of video chat, trying to wish her a happy Mother's Day. And instead of chatting to her, she just kept showing me the dog who was fast asleep. <laughs> I think there's the one of the wonders of many people working from home and uh, speaking to loved ones uh, through FaceTime is I've seen so many dogs' faces through uh, <laughs> through the course of the week. But yeah, M- Mother's Day for me was, my mother is actually a, a nurse in intensive care in Birmingham at QE. So she's uh, been working uh, night shifts for the past couple of days, um, keeping everyone safe, um, fit and healthy. So um, yeah, shout out to my mom. She sounds brilliant. I mean, how's she been finding that? Um, it's obviously a, a very testing time, you know, for, for all NHS staff and um, 
yeah, thoughts are, are with them all uh, for sure. Yeah, there's a great um, website set up recently from our employers at Reach. Um, it's basically thanking the NHF staff. It's called um, Thanks a Million for the um, Heroes of the NHS. We can send the hearts to the to the heroes. Just put in your postcode. I really do check. Uh, say you should check that out so that's thanks a million nhs.co.uk yeah definitely we'll post a link to that on um on the entail um app of this podcast so do check that out so did you did you get to see your mum at all on mother's day i didn't know um and due to the nature of her work um when obviously keeping uh, social distance as much as we can yeah so yeah uh yeah, not not the best of Mother's Days, I must I'm, I must admit, but she's doing a great thing, and uh, you know thought, thoughts are with her and, and the rest of her colleagues and NHS staff across the country, or countries Absolutely. and around the world, medical staff around the world. Absolutely, I was thinking, you know, when we've had similar sort of outbreaks of illnesses, maybe not as um, as harsh as the coronavirus has been. When it was, for instance, swine flu about ten years ago, fifteen years ago, we didn't have. FaceTime, we only had phone calls. So in a way, it's great that this technology can be there to help people in isolation, uh, people in self-isolation. It, it cheered me up seeing my mother's face on Mother's Day and the dog as well. <laughs> I, I swear that woman's got more pictures of the dog than she has baby photographs. <laughs> but but it's good that we can you know, see each other face to face, even though we might be miles apart. Definitely, definitely. It's, it, it surely is a wonderful thing helping us, you know, ensuring that we are not alone in these um in, in this really strange time. And it's a small sacrifice to pay to do self-isolation to stay apart. Of course, not everyone has been following the government's advice this weekend. Uh, social media has been awash with photographs of public gatherings in parks, in beaches, in many open spaces. Boris Johnson gave his daily briefing yesterday, warning that tougher measures would be put in place if people continue to flout the government's social distancing rules. This is what the Prime Minister had to say. Let's be absolutely clear. We've already taken some very, very draconian steps. We've, we've closed the schools where we've closed a huge swathe of uh, the UK economy, bars, pubs, restaurants, theatres, uh, gyms uh, and so on. A huge quantity of, uh, of, our, of, our, of our normal daily life has been, has been totally transformed. It is very important for people's mental and physical well-being that they should be able uh, to get out and exercise if they possibly can. And uh, many, many people do not have access, let's face it, uh, to private uh, green space where they can do that. And that's why parks, open spaces are so absolutely crucial for our, for our country and for our society. But when we do that, we have to do it responsibly. And so our message to people, the message that I want to, to get over tonight, because we've all seen how people have been enjoying themselves uh, over a beautiful uh, weekend, my message is you've got to do this uh, in line with the advice. You've got to follow the social distancing rule. Uh, keep two metres apart. Otherwise, if you don't do it responsibly, if people don't exercise responsibly in the parks and green spaces, then, uh, Vicky, as, as you suggest, there is going to be no doubt that we will have to bring forward further measures, and we are certainly keeping that under constant review. So, yeah, just on that, uh, you know, that bit about social distancing, we can't stress enough here how important that is, and, you know, really do your bit to, you know, to keep that social distance um, as, as the government and the Prime Minister has been advising us to. 
We are actually recording this podcast in isolation ourselves. Um, I'm here in sunny Birmingham, in in you know the comfort of my own home, and Dan is many miles away as well. In the second city of this great nation, the <laughs> uh, less sunny uh, Salford. Do behave yourself, Dan. So yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it's a strange time, and 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 things really are not normal at the moment. Um, but we can still all be in touch through through the wonders of of technology. Um, and yeah, do do your part where you can. Exactly, exactly. Now the coronavirus crisis can be a time of confusion, leaving many people asking questions on how they can get about their day-to-day lives. On Alone Together, we gather together your FAQs about the pandemic and put them to experts and journalists. On today's episode, we hope to shed the light on some of your medical queries. Now, answering your questions today is Yassin Youssef, a pharmacist based in Edinburgh. Our reporter, Moivan McIntyre, visited the pharmacy and asked Yassin what their experiences have been like since the outbreak. So, yeah, I mean, um, we have just been overwhelmed. Um, We are so busy here. Um, You know, we're trying to uh, work in collaboration with other uh, healthcare providers, um, you know, in order to kind of uh, really uh, expedite, uh, you know, people's, uh, uh, you know, medication requests and that type of thing. Um, so I um, have really, you know, spent a lot of time allaying people's fears as well. Um, I think there's a lot of hysteria around um, as, as well as, you know, a lot of factual um, stuff. So it's just about uh, really trying to be pragmatic um, and, you know, uh, you know, remain composed um, because it is such an unprecedented time. Um, and so really we're just trying to do our best and, and hopefully, hopefully things will, will work out for the best. Another of the questions submitted to this podcast is if I'm sick, can I come into the pharmacy and pick up prescriptions? So we have um, uh, signs up on our um, on our window and there is a, uh, information online as well just regarding what to do if you are unwell. So if you had a fever, um, a really sore throat with a pers- you know, persistent dry cough, you know, it's best to probably, you know, self-isolate. Um, so, you know, ultimately people are encouraged to come into their pharmacy, certainly as, as their kind of uh, first port of call. Um, so ultimately, you know, if, if, if those symptoms uh, were, were, were manifesting the, 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 the high fever, uh, the, the, the dry cough, certainly, then that would be, you know, uh, telltale signs to kind of remain at home. But if it's just, you know, something that's uh, a, a minor, then, you know, certainly, you know, it, it would be it'd be OK to, to come in. What we've done in the uh, pharmacy is we've set up a kind of cordon so that, you know, there is a, a distance uh, between uh, the healthcare um, staff in the pharmacy and the uh, potential uh, customer and patient. So that allows, you know, the social uh, distancing. So, and we've also implemented um, uh, 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 basically only two people in at the shop at any one time uh, so to, just to kind of minimise uh, any, any potential um, uh, risk of, um, you know, contracting anything. The next question is, if someone cannot get hold of their GP, can they use the pharmacist as a point of contact? 
Well, I actually work at a GP practice uh, on, on, on a Tuesday and, you know, the GP practice, they normally ordinarily uh, would operate a very busy open surgery in the morning and that has ob- obviously now uh, stopped um, uh, and it's a phone triage service and farm uh, GP practices are signposting people to go to you know their their pharmacy if it's you know for a medication request and we can you know we can we can organize that you know if people are running low or if they're out of their medication you know we can we can organize that just to take the pressure off the GPs because they are so busy right now uh you know there's such a strain on our on our services and certainly we are uh, at the forefront here at the pharmacy um you know to help kind of uh, lessen the 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 burden and um you know so hopefully you know we we can we can really uh help with things in that matter another question we've had submitted is can you take antibiotics for the coronavirus so uh, antibiotics um wouldn't be effective because antibiotics will only treat a bacterial uh infection this is a a, a viral uh infection and so this uh you know it's different uh, essentially so um it's a case of building up uh an immunity really um and 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 hopefully the a vaccine should be in the pipeline it can take up to anywhere to uh, as long as you know maybe 18 months to actually find an effective vaccine with all the rigorous testing that's involved um and at the moment you know it's such a fluid situation we just don't know what's happening uh, and what's going to happen you know whether somebody who's got already if somebody who's contracted it and managed to um make a recovery whether they are then immune or will they be able to, will they are they able to uh, or are they liable to uh, you know get infected again uh we just need to be um we need to look at the the proper information that's coming out uh, from the World Health Organization and other experts, I think right now, just about trying to remain composed um, uh, because there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of misinformation coming out as well. Um, again, the media have a role to play. There's a lot of sensational kind of headlines as well. Um, you know, again, just perpetuating um, misinformation uh, and that's just going to um, add to people's fears and anxiety. And the next question to the pharmacist is, what can people do to help themselves at this time? So I think what people can do to help themselves is to, um, I suppose, strengthen their immune system. You know, so, uh, you know, vitamin C, I, I, I'm a big advocate of vitamin C and zinc. Um, studies show that the two kind of have a synergistic effect. It helps to boost your immune system, so it's good. And, you know, just to really try and maintain as normal um, uh, a, a, a lifestyle as, as possible because this is unprecedented. It's really, really quite um, um, a testing and a worrying time um, for, for everyone. And, you know, just um, put things into place that, that will mitigate any um, potential um, of, of maybe getting um, uh, or contracting uh, the, the, uh, this virus and that that would be you know from, from washing your hands that type of thing um uh, you know so 
uh, before you're about to eat, before you get, you know, when you get home, that type of thing. Just being more conscious of that um, and putting things into place and also just helping other people as well, having that sense of kind of uh, community spirit uh, and helping others. So helping your neighbours, anybody who's elderly, maybe, try, you know, with their, with their medication, that type of thing, um, their shopping and ultimately i think it is important to maintain this social distancing that is in 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 place and just to listen to the the advice that's on you know the nhs websites um and that type of thing and then hopefully we can um uh, ease the pressure uh, on our health service and because the idea is to be behind this uh upward curve which is always the kind of trajectory that uh, takes place uh, you know with, with outbreaks like this so if we're ahead of that curve we're putting into things uh, we're preempting um, um, uh, 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 putting, you know preemptive measures in place and then hopefully more of us can develop this immunity and um, you know we can really look after the, those who are the most vulnerable and those are ultimately you know the older cohort uh, of, um, of, of uh, patients uh, you know the elderly and those with underlying um, you know medical conditions will pharmacies stay open in a lockdown well if any, italy's anything to go by i think we only get there's only the food stores and the pharmacies that are open there um but yes absolutely we 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 play such a vital role um you know we are the i suppose the gatekeepers of medication and you know we need to ensure that there is a seamless supply of medication to those who require um you know the the um the medication and ultimately we you know we will we will always be open absolutely recently the uh, the health board have kindly put uh, a measure in place actually to allow us just to 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 open an hour later and to be able to close for lunch um which is fantastic because that has really helped ease the pressure it's allowed us to catch up with the um tsunami of prescription requests that we have uh, faced um so we've been you know drowning in the dispensary with the prescriptions i've been dreaming about prescriptions when i've when i've been getting home um at night you know so um yeah it's been a great opportunity to uh, you know just to be able to close to, uh, to 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 get on with work and just to keep up to date because we want to try and still you know give out pharmaceutical advice um because there are people who in the face of this unprecedented uh outbreak you know they do have healthcare needs you know, uh, um, you know, they might have a, a, a sprained ankle or they might have a headache. And, you know, so we have to look after those people as well. Um, and and um, so, yeah, we're, we're doing our best. And the final question is, will there be certain medications that are difficult to get? Yeah, yes. I mean, certainly uh, what, what's happening is, uh, again, you know, the, the advice is for the, uh, you know, older, older patients, elderly patients to be self-isolating um, and especially those with under underlying issues. What I've seen certainly here uh, right now is a lot of inhalers um, uh, being being prescribed because, of course, those with uh, underlying respiratory uh, problems are ultimately the most vulnerable as well, you know, because they, they, they have issues with their with their breathing. So if they get a viral infection, that actually, uh, the way this virus works is it, it goes for the lungs. Um, uh, and ultimately they, they, they would need to, you know, they, they would need to be um, uh, well equipped. Uh, so, uh, you know, you're talking about uh, inhaled 
corticosteroid inhalers and relievers um inhaler you know medication um so yeah that's had a that's definitely had a an effect on on the supply of of that Uh, and yeah um you know other things as well uh antidepressants um you know have um you know prescriptions for antidepressants because people are so anxious and fearful uh and 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 so yeah yeah but but i i have faith in um you know uh, the the supply chain and i and and hopefully things will be put in place by these manufacturers uh to really um uh you know just keep up with the with the demand for the medication and um hopefully everything should start to you know, uh, it's going to be te- a testing time over the next kind of couple of weeks, few weeks, and then hopefully, you know, uh, there will be probably more information that will come out, and and uh, you know, and and hopefully things will start to kind of start to improve. Uh, thank you to Yassine Yusuf there, a pharmacist based in Edinburgh, for answering our questions. Now, if you have any questions about the coronavirus and its impact on the UK, don't forget that you can ask them on Twitter at LaudablePods or on Instagram at Laudable underscore podcasts, and we'll do our best to get them answered. It can seem like there is nothing but doom and gloom at the moment. It is a worrying time for us all. But the crisis is also bringing out the best of people. On each episode of this podcast, we want to meet some of the people who are doing their bit for their communities. Now, Matthew Quinn is one of those people. Matthew, who works for an organisation called Future Sales Factory, found that his work situation had been changed due to the pandemic. With more time on his hands and with a motorbike and the power of social media, Matthew offered to help those who were struggling. Morvin McIntyre spoke to Matthew Quinn about his act of kindness. So we've got on the phone today Matthew Quinn, who lives in Edinburgh. Uh, Hi, Matthew. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Good, thanks. So could you please tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, My name is Matthew Quinn. I work for an organisation called Future Sales Factory, um, and we deliver uh, sales training to people all over the world in what we call first handshake to first invoice training. Um, We... We've been around for about 10 years. Um, before that, I was in financial services sales. And uh, before that, I was uh, I was in the army. Uh, so, uh, yes, I've been around doing various different things for a, for a little while now. And can you please explain uh, what your offer of kindness has been during this coronavirus period? Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> um, up until about three weeks ago, I was sitting uh, with kind of loads of confirmed business all the way through April and May. And fundamentally what we do sales training brings lots of people together um, and of course um, our our clients immediately did the right thing and said we can't have large gatherings of people so uh, overnight kind of the, the business fell off the uh, edge of a cliff and we got everything completely blanked from April and May and probably from June now as well <clears throat> um, uh, so I, I literally had nothing left to do and I realized of course that people didn't want to hear me trying to sell for them so uh, I went. I went to my kind of other skill. Uh, I've been riding motorcycles for for many years, and recently applied to ride uh, what they call the blood bikes, which are the bikes that you might see out on the road delivering blood between hospital and hospital. Um, I was going to do my test for them next week, which has also been cancelled. <laughs> so I decided I would just kind of do it myself, and I put a, a a post on LinkedIn and on Facebook saying, "Look, I'm really quiet for the next couple of months." If anybody wants anything delivered to a vulnerable person, a 
elderly relative or or somebody that's stuck inside, then give me a call and and I'll I'll come round on the bike and I'll, I'll I'll stick whatever it is in the back of the bike and and I'll take it to them quickly and efficiently. And I, I don't want anything in return. Um, I just want people to understand that obviously I can't drive a sofa around or anything like that, and and I, and I don't want to be tied up, kind of taking you know kind of mother's day cards around even though they're important i mean i want something that's actually you know going to help um and the reaction's been phenomenal um the post i made on linkedin is actually the most engaged post i've ever done in the 20 years i've been on linkedin so that made me smile um um it's been shared a number of times and similarly the one on on facebook is the same it's uh it's had some real kind of uh, very nice reaction. A lot of people have commented saying that's really nice and well done. A couple of people have said, uh, count me in. A couple of my pals who've got motorcycle licenses have, have done the same thing in their area um, and had similar reactions. Um, and uh, and I've had a few people ringing up and saying, you know, can you take this from there to there? <clears throat> the, you kind of a couple of bags of frozen pasta um, that uh, one of my friends has made uh, for his uh, for his auntie. Uh, I've been down to his uh, his auntie's house, um, and they're all contactless deliveries, of course. You know, I put the stuff on the floor outside the house and knock on the door and run away, which has made people laugh because that kind of took us back to our school days playing knock a door run away. Um, and uh, and there's a lot of people have said to me, you know, over the next couple of weeks, I think we'll I think we'll be in touch and we'll um, we'll ask for your help. So it's 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 a nice feeling, you know, that people are actually. Um, kind of saying nice things and, and saying, saying good things. And I've got quite a good feeling about it, um, which is which is really good because I think in, in the minute everyone's a bit depressed and a little bit down in the dumps. And, you know, I think we need to see a couple of things that, that make us all happy, really. And I was about to say, so do you think that's maybe brought you closer then to people in your local community? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, the, the thing that's kind of surprised me a little bit is I wrote on the post kind of feel free to share, and lots of people did. And I also said, it doesn't matter whether I know you or not, I'm not just doing this for my pals, it's kind of anybody. I live in a little town called Haddington in East Lothian, which is about kind of 16 miles east of Edinburgh. Uh, and we are a good community. We kind of, you know, it, there's not there's 10,000 people in Haddington, there's not that many. So we all we kind of know each other quite well. Um, but I have have had people who who I've never crossed paths with before commenting and, and 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 asking for a bit of help or, or or you know asking me to pop around and do something and and you know kind of sharing the sharing the post and in fact you Morven, um i'd never come across you before i think you 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 like the post on linkedin um which yeah, is great I because it, it kind of connects people and even though we're not in the kind of local area to each other it's a i think the community is still strong online as well as offline isn't it yeah because i think that's kind of the, the whole point of our podcast as well as like alone together so we all might be social distancing or whatever our situation or maybe quarantine or whatever but we're all trying to band together and and still yeah. be in a community even though it's slightly different than how it was no completely completely it's, it's a really good thing to see and i was watching um i was watching linkedin this morning actually and i saw a, a contact of mine who who does a similar job to me um she does team lead, team building training rather than sales training but she's in the same boat she's got nothing to do for the next couple of months and so she's just volunteered um to the nhs <clears throat> and she's um in a hospital in Lothian over the next few weeks and you know doing kitchen duties and and cleaning up and being a porter um and this has inspired a lot of people to do the same and you know this is a highly qualified highly educated lady who's got a really good business 
that's going to be running around in hospitals for the next couple of weeks, kind of washing dishes. And and it's it's a, what a wonderful thing to do, you know. I think we're going to come out of this, and I don't think it'll be very long. I think it'll be a couple of months of misery, but I think we'll all come out of this having felt that we've kind of done a couple of good things for each other. So, you know, it, it's it, it, it's not all bad, is it? No, I think it it does show that um, in times of crisis we can we can pull together. And I think uh, like when I saw your post and on LinkedIn, I thought that was a really kind thing to do. And it sounds like your friend as well, volunteering for the NHS, are doing great things. So I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to speak with me today. Oh yeah, well, it's, um, thank you for that. It's great. I mean, obviously, it's not totally altruistic because I do enjoy riding my motorbike, <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's not many cars on the road at the minute, so I can kind of spin around a little bit. So I'm actually having a little bit of fun outside as well. But it's nice to be able to use something you enjoy to, for the good, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you very much. My pleasure. My pleasure. I'll speak to you soon. That's all for this episode. We hope that we have answered some of your questions and highlighted some of the positivity that is coming out of this troubling time. Stay safe, stay informed and stay tuned. Alone Together, a coronavirus podcast is a loadable production and you can download it wherever you listen to your podcasts. But for exclusive, interactive, immersive content, download the Entail app for iOS and Android. You can find out more about Laudable and its other podcasts by following us on social media, on Twitter, where we are at Laudable Pods, and Instagram by searching for Laudable underscore podcasts. Thanks for listening. I've been Matt. And I've been Dan. 